Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the your company name here studios in Cape Coral, Florida. It's the What's in Your Head podcast with your host Gordon and Don Abernathy. Oh shit. Don's looking extra perturbed today. And I can't let's hear try it again. What's up? What's up, OG5? That's what happens when you're forced to Told change you to pots and you have to go from pot three to pot two. And you still got pot two muted, but it's been one of those days. I was going to say, you do look extra perturbed Before today. we get into all that, we'll get into some of this. Joining us from across the uh, Great Plains of the United States and the desert of Las Vegas, Nevada. Soon, maybe broadcasting from here in Cape Coma, Florida, for a short period of time, Mr. Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing apparently better than you, but uh, I'm doing all right. Um, we are battening down the hatches. We are going to have 70-plus mile-an-hour wind gusts this evening. Desert sandstorm. Now, when you get 77-plus <laughs> miles per hour, I know you take great pride in being a man of a cleanly, cleanly garage. Does one pull thy vehicles into thy house to protect thy paint from thy sand? The vehicles are always in the garage to protect thy paint from thy sun. They don't call him Johnny Clearcoat for nothing. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I'm actually going to be uh, doing a little home installation of uh, ceramic coating here soon. Really, you're gonna you're gonna take that challenge? That's ballsy. Yeah, it's just like applying wax. Literally. Speaking of, of applying ball. wax, coming from the deep, dark depths of the forum area in Fort Myers, Florida, he's usually got a, his head up your pipe. Mike knows for the last name. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Wait a minute. What? You're a plumber. You got your head up a pipe. Oh, my God. Looking down the barrel. Gentlemen. Son of a gun. Smelling some stank. Son of a bitch. Gentlemen, it's Getting Tuesday. Paid. Getting rich. Well, yeah. Well, it's Monday for me because... It's, it's so funny. I, I sat there and I... He's I, got one of them people, jobs that works in government hours. But, but, but <laughs> even when I was in a non-union shop, we always had President's Day off. I thought that was a normal thing. President's Day used to be one of the biggest holiday weekends of the ski season because everybody had that three-day weekend. Hell, it goes all the way back to when we were kids. We'd go to Terre Haute, Indiana. Yes, but you're... President's Day weekend. You're thinking of a old... Old man in a repressive society. See, we've had to adjust our Is that holiday. Why I'm wearing the hat today? Is we've had to adjust our holiday gotta... calendars to a lot for new holidays, and you can't. You can only miss so many days a year, or your yeah. company's not being productive, and so you have to adjust. Now, did you take off a another holiday earlier in the month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. While we're on this subject, I've okay. come around on the Christopher Columbus thing. Full circle? You go 360 or 180? No, 180. Well, then that's opposite of what everybody else is saying. No, when everybody was saying that we got to get rid of Columbus Day because he's a prick, Mm -hmm. I was, what are you talking about? What did he possibly do? We got rid of all holidays that were were associated with pricks. We'd have none. Yes, but this is a special kind of prick. Um, After hearing details about some of the things that Christopher Columbus did once he got here, <laughs> like telling the natives to bring me your body weight in gold. If you don't, we'll cut off one, arms and legs and then choosing one person to do that to you to prove that they will. And some of the other shit. Yeah. You know what? I've come around on him. He's a prick. 
Yeah, he's a prick. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I learned in uh, high school. I was watching a show back then called The History They Didn't Teach Us in School. And as we know, Christopher Columbus be, was... It would be oddly ironic if you all actually watched this during high school. No, I watched it at night after school when History Channel actually had history-based stuff on it. Um, they did? Yep, back in the day. And they're talking about in school, you know, we're all taught, well, we have Thanksgiving because Christopher Columbus was hired by the Queen to go to India for some spices. <laughs> he was he was on a spice trail, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, apparently the Queen had a... Thing. It wasn't and all about pepper. Not only the queen, but most <laughs> of the rich people in her, her circle had a thing for opium and laudum. And see, we were kind of at war, they were kind of at war with Istanbul or whatever Middle Eastern country was in power at that time. And so when in Constantinople, when too. Christopher Columbus was sent around to get to India to get the spices, I, I realized something about Christopher Columbus. Now this ain't gonna drug runner. Kinda, yes, but not in a good way. Real quick. Wait a second. Hold on. Is there a good way for being a drug runner? Go ahead, Mike. Laudum or laudanum? Laudanum. You gotta watch Deadwood. Watch Deadwood. It's the uh, opioid that a lot of women would take when they were in pain back in the 1800s and 1700s, maybe even earlier. Yeah. But before we get before you I ever watched Deadwood, yeah, Mrs. Garrett was on it. Mrs. Bullock, the original Mrs. Bullock. I I think of uh, Tombstone. Yes, yeah, that too. Same period. <laughs> he said period. But as I was saying, but not in a good way. He wasn't a drug runner, as in, hey, I'm gonna get a percentage of the sale. He was like that broke friend we all had in high school that when we didn't want to take the risk because. There's certain ways you had to acquire this stuff back then. You would send stupid ass who would gladly go take all the risk, bring it back to you for like a bud. That guy, that's who Christopher Columbus was, except for in exchange of a, a pinch out, out the bag, he got a free boat along with some criminals. So he was essentially that guy from your high school that would be always running for people, taking the risk of getting caught, pulled over and arrested just to, get a, just to get a little pinch. And I bet he pinched off the bag too. And so that's who Probably. this guy was. And so I'm sure he wasn't too far from doing some of the shady shit that they, they said. So maybe we don't need a national holiday after a high school drug runner. Yeah. God damn it. I need a new ring light. God, I don't need a damn. He can walk on water. Oh, There he goes again. Wow. You dusted that motherfucker off. Yeah, that's a good one. Woo. How many how many how many centuries of dust was on that? About a good three inches. Speaking of three inches, um, he's looking down lately, huh? Yep, Dicky Do Disease. Um, we're celebrating five years here at Digital Four Ten Network. Woo woo! So does that have to do with three inches? I don't know. It's just a bad segue. Um, <laughs> he just took a piss. No. <laughs> during that time, we have sold some shirts. We have made available many shirts, but we don't really beat people over the head with it. I don't put up a lot of advertisements in this and that, but you know, you can go to our website and get our merch and they're there. And we have what's in your head shirts, what's a scuttlebutt shirts. We got two A shirts. We have, uh, you know, uh, don't tread on me shirts, digital 410 logo shirts, but we have a tackle your personal best sticker. Sticker. Uh, Yeah. I got a shirt yet. Six or eight bucks. I think. No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't come up. With oh boy, for a shirt yet. I have. 
one of the first logos I had for what's the scuttlebutt was just simple, basic. It was a stencil, stencil, old school stencil style font. And it just said WTSP US 010718, which stands for July 7th, 2018, the day of the first episode aired. And underneath that said your first, your new, your new favorite World War II based podcast. And it's been like that for four years. Celebrating the fifth year, I took that logo. I changed it to your favorite World War II-based podcast because we're not new anymore. We've been around five years. And then I took the white star with the ring around it that you would see on Jeeps mm-hmm. and other Army equipment. Like tanks? And made this logo. Now, minus the star, that logo has been put on shirts and sold on shirts for the last four years. Never a problem. Made that okay. logo, went to the website, uploaded it to shirts. Um, a towel that they offer now, and baseball caps. Now, I did try to make what's in your head ball caps, but the, because for those of you watching at home live streaming, see the logo down in the corner of your screen, it's a square. But the area in which they would allow you to put the embroidering was a very small one. And so when I previewed it, it, it looked like I had a stamp of our logo in the center of a big-ass hat. It just looked dumb. But because the What's the Scuttlebutt logo is skinny and long, it, it looks decent across the hat. And so I put one on a camouflage hat and one in a blue hat, and I forgot to select all the other colors. So I made a second category called What's the Scuttlebutt 23 for the year logo hat group number two. Okay. Someone bought it, you know, just releases like a week ago. Um, sold a couple of shirts. I went on Friday when I got paid and I bought a hat. Today I get an email. Now, I am a community guideline violator from way back because, well, we here practice the First Amendment, and if you practice freedom of speech, you're going to ruffle feathers and get shit taken down. But I can't wrap my mind around this. Hello, you're listing WTSP 2023 Logo Cap Group 2. Remember, it's two groups. One's camouflage, and then the other one's red, black, gray, all the other colors. Mm-hmm. at teespring.com forward slash logo has been ended early due to content concerns. We understand that this may have happened inadvertently, so we have included our policies for you to review to clarify what we allow on our platform. <coughs> if you believe that we remove the content as a result of a mistake, for example, that you, are, you have authorization to use this content, or is misidentification of content, you can send us a customer notice by filling out blah, 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 which I did today. If you have a written license by the third-party rights holder, please provide this. Well, I designed this logo in Photoshop. I didn't pay some service company. I, I designed it and paid for it. Now, the interesting thing is, is that is the only group they took down. You can go on my site, go to merch. The sweatshirts are still there, the same logo, the T-shirts, the hat group number one. So I'm, I would love to get, and that's the problem. You can never hear from these companies anymore. They no longer put phone numbers. The email, you never hear back from them. Oh, no, they post and ghost. I, I was always kind of happy. I was like, that's cool that, you know, you'd get the T-shirts from us. They came from um, Union, Kentucky, where we grew up. Turns out mm-hmm. this company's in California, like all the rest of them. But I don't, I, I want to hear what, the, what possibly sort of content violation is there with my logo and a star next to it. Especially considering we've been selling products through them for five years for the same podcast. And so I emailed them and said, hey, uh, that's my logo. I made it in Photoshop. That's my podcast. I've been hosting this stuff with you guys for five years. And by the way, you have 
three other product lines on your site with that same logo that hasn't been taken down, but no one's emailed me back. You think there's a chance that somehow it got mixed up since you created a group two with your original? But the store is still associated to my account. Right. It would make a sense if I accidentally logged in with like Don at Yahoo.com and created right. it. And they said, well, wait a minute. This is the same product that Digital 410 has. But the URL says teespring.com. You know, it's, it's all part of the account. And it sends it to my Gmail that's associated with that account. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Glitches will glitch. I, I was going to say, I wonder if it's some kind of like alg algorithm or something like that. That with that particular product, when you uploaded that, it it thought, whoa, wait a minute, I think this is copyrighted or something like that. You know what I mean? But maybe because that's a U.S. Army logo. No, because all that it's, stuff yeah, public, public, um, yeah. and it's a generic star. But further, furthermore, if you're going to say that, then you have to take down everything. I mean, the fact that mm -hmm. the sweatshirt is still up, the t-shirt is still up, another hat group is still up. Actually, yeah, two. There's trucker hats and that. So technically, there's three hat groups. There's the trucker hats, that group A, and then group two. And so, and you can't say, and I understand, well, maybe use the copyrighted font. It's a basic stencil font. It's not like some crazy cursive. It goes back to, a, it's a stencil font that's available on every freaking Word document or anything you download. It's a default mm -hmm. font. So I don't know. I'm waiting to hear back from them and uh, see what we can sort out with that nonsense. Yep. Yeah, that's bullshit. So what do you got going on in your neck of woods, Mike? Oh, my goodness. Great balls of fire. We, oh. went, we went fishing this weekend. Did you know? Did we go fishing or did we just... I went sunbathing. That's right. Yeah. And then occasionally say. I just, you know... I, At least I caught a buzz. I went sunbathing and I... And I added more stress to my repetitive stress syndrome. I'm starting to get tennis elbow from doing this so much. Seriously, mm -hmm. between that, when I go to do push-ups, it hurts real bad. Yep. Yep. But I, I told Mike, my pinky. I went fishing two days this weekend and mm -hmm. caught one fish a day. And I was so annoyed. I told Mike, I said, good <laughs> thing this isn't the year I started fishing or I would have fucking quit already. Oh, yeah. Easily. Got your good years and your bad years. But I mean, it's... Now, granted, it it's like not summertime yet, but... Last spring, and we're a few weeks out of spring yet, but last spring and last summer, Carrie and I, collectively, we were having 24 to 32 fish days where we're just pulling in 12, 13. A lot of them are dinks, granted. Occasional one, two pounders. majority. Of them, but when you go from, you're used to having a 12 fish day to having a two fish weekend, and you, you put a total of 10 hours on the water, and you, everybody in a boat you talk to, they're all like... I, I talked to one guy who got out early and caught six and threw what him back. What do you think? Uh, what's the theory? Hurricane my, Ian? My theory on this is storm. The main storm, the big storm. I, I, I honestly think that the storm had a lot to do with it. I think there's some fish it kills? Churned, well, fish kills, but it churned the water. It changed things up, and they're, they're in shock. I think they're still in shock. Now, not only that, but we're getting into pre-spawn. So... <clears throat> They get really, really finicky and touchy just before they get into pre-spawn because they're very territorial. Mm, so, that's what she said. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to make up excuses. I mean, you know, there... Well, it's got to be something. You should be able... I mean, you caught one. I caught fucking nothing. <laughs> not is only... There any, I mean, is there I any local articles I usually, about it? I usually catch more fish than 
pretty much everybody. I had to work for that one. You had to work for that one. So we're coming back, and there's a little pocket of lily pads, right? I'm standing up on my kayak with my paddle like I'm a fucking... um, Paddle boarder? Paddle boarder or more humor, the the guys in fucking Italy on the, the boats... Gondola. The gondola. Yeah, the gondolier. And I literally, slowly standing up, take my kayak through, I'm not lying, a foot to three quarters of a foot of water (laughs) to get back to these lily pads that are back curved around in this little creek. And I pulled one. I'm going to end up in the drink. I pulled one out of there. And it was like, (laughs) it was like fucking nothing. I lost one. It was about the same size. And when I came back... I saw a three foot gator because we're <clears throat> this at Cecil B. Webb, and then I saw probably a seven foot. And now, the interesting thing about this is, I guess, in order to complete our hypothesis, we really need to go back to Lakes Park because we I've been doing a lot of fishing in Cape, and Cape yeah. I was blaming it on the portageons, which kind of makes sense. You got seventeen portageons in one lake; it's a lot of chemicals. But I'm sure someone could do the math. Well, actually, it's, it's be like you peeing in the pool. You know, it's diluted. Well, point, that blue point shit zero one percent to mm. you know how many however many gallons are in the fucking and gallons. the fact that Cecil B. Webb is a wildlife preserve and they're in a port of John within fucking ten miles of that joint and we're getting the same results goes to prove that it's probably not so much the chemicals in Cape Coral. But saying it's all fucked up. I, I think a lot of it is tree debris fall, which destroyed their houses. Yep. Yeah. Knocked them off their nest. It, and it, as you were it, saying, it, sure, it probably uh, changed the, um, the the chemical makeup of the water and the different layers, and you know. And yeah, so, I mean, it, it, you know, when you have that much wind and and rain and you know all, you, this surge. biometric pressure and stuff like that, and it's just constant. I mean, the way that the storm moved and everything, you know, when that water's whipping and moving, and you have current running through, I mean, it's going to mm-hmm. churn up the water. It's going to change some things. I mean, that's like that's why I'm so afraid to like take my boat out in the Clusahatchee or out in you know any of those arees that I would normally fish. Flesh eating bacteria. Well, that that was, was that still going on down there? That's in salt water. That was in fresh water too. But I, when I looked up the story, um, all the stories said that a certain bacteria is what causes it, and that bacteria only lives in salt water and brackish water. Really? Yeah. My and the guy you're talking about was actually in North Fort Myers. Brackish. Oh, really? Yeah, he lived in North Fort Myers down off of the Loose and Snatchy River, which I think is brackish. So it is. Yeah. And he's so saying he was down by the Loose and Snatchy River. Um, he's saying don't go in the water. Don't, and don't and you can say, well, Don, it's wintertime. Wintertime fishing sucks. But if you go on my YouTube channel and watch my video, Best Catch is from 2022, you'll see like the first four videos. I'm wearing a jacket and a fucking shirt because it's last January and February. And I'm still pulling fish out of there. Same yeah, waterways it, too. It's and and not. I mean, as far as brackish and salt water goes, we've got red tide going on still. It's that's we got the creepy crud. You know, it's just it's you know, it's just a bad time for the sport. Mm-hmm. I, I I really think that's that's all it boils down to is just a shitty time to be out there trying. And red tide but sounds like a we like it so much that we try. So yeah, especially yeah. when you got new kayaks and you want to have fun and. I have a question stuff. for you guys. Being a good girl? Yes, Daddy. I mean, huh? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, answer individually. What is, in your opinion, the most iconic song that you can think of? 
That's a rough one. It's tough to think about. Because the three of us, we're that rare breed. When somebody says, what you listening to? Or what do you like to listen to? You say everything. Everything. And you yeah. actually mean everything where you'll find yeah. most people say everything, but they're like, oh, I don't listen to country and 80s music. Well, that ain't fucking everything. But so. step outside of the box a little bit and think of more like general, you know, not not your like like not like us. Like, you know, we'll listen to anything. We listen to many different genres. We're music connoisseurs, if you will. But think about your like your average listener. I don't want to think of the average listener. Like the most iconic song that you can think of. I don't know because I can't think of the average listener. I would rather give you two of my own. Okay, do that then. And then Gordon can go. Now I'm going to base this strictly <laughs> off of how I feel when the song comes on. Okay. My response to it. Um, we're going to go two spectrums right now, and this and these songs or old by today's standards, but it doesn't matter. If they come on my random playlist when I'm on Pandora or Spotify, I fucking crank up the radio, roll down the windows, and I act like I'm fucking 16, 18 again. Sure. First one is Bro Him by Pennywise. Strong. Okay. Which um, we used to play here, and we played a lot on Stan Haney when Dave was on the show. And the second one Mike will know, but I doubt any of our other, other listeners will know. So Eminem was in a group called the Dirty Dozen. And there's a member of that group named Proof. Now, if you guys, anybody here or listening is familiar with your Detroit rock, I mean rap, hip-hop wars, um, Eminem and ICP were never fans of one another. Some yeah. claims it was manufactured to get, you know, like it a lot of... Like like, like slim anus. Like a lot of those hip hop things were manufactured just to get publicity. But so by proxy, Twisted could not be friendly with that crew. They would all get in a lot of fights back in the day. At a certain point, Proof from D12 and Twisted said, you know, this is kind of fucking dumb. We should be able to hang out if we want to. And so Proof collaborated with a song on Twisted's album. The name of the song is How I Live. And I think like three weeks later, that's when he died in the drive-by and they called the guys from Twisted because one of the last phones, text messages on his phone because they're talking about the song. When that fucking song, How I Live, comes on, I get so goddamn excited. Um, sadly, I can't remember which Twisted album it's on. I want to say it's on... Isn't it uh, Green Book? Yeah, it's on Green Book, I think. Twisted. Yeah, I think it's on Green Book. That makes sense. Because he, he died in, what, 2004? I think so. And Green Book came out... Right around that time. Sometime around 03, 04, like the end of 03, maybe. But yeah, that song just gets me so excited every time it comes on. Okay. Gordon? Gordon? This may age me. My first one that I really like to jam is Faith No More's Last Cup of Sorrow. Very strong song. Good tune. <clears throat> and I really think that album being called, literally the name was Album of the Year, was probably their best album to date. <clears throat> you almost can't beat Mike Patton's vocal range. People don't realize 
how strong he is. I think he's six plus octaves. Yeah, I worked with a guy for a short period of time not too long ago. Um, he was a huge, not only um, Faith and More fan, but um, Mr. Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle. He's also singing opera tunes in South America, too. That doesn't surprise me. Wow. Guy is crazier than a shithouse rat. Mm-hmm. He really is, but he's a hell of an artist. The second one, probably to no surprise, was going to be Clutch. <laughs> um. Yes, actually, or the um, yes, anything off of Clutch's uh, second release. Spacegrass, true. Yes, Spacegrass is a good one, and then uh, Party Boat. Um, I can't believe I can't get the song (laughs) name right now. I would love uh, to play it, but we'll just get dinged for copyright. I like, I like the uh, what was it? Big news. That's it, big news. That is the name of the there's, song. Big news one and two. Big news one. We got big, big news. Yeah. The party, party boat, boat is here. Yeah. The yep. bed is kicking. Yes, I uh, Clutch is one of, is probably my all time favorite band. I actually saw them a couple of years ago at the Brooklyn Bowl. You want to talk about a very cool venue? I think they were my think, second concert. The first one was Pig Face with Evil yep. Mothers, and then yep, I think Clutch. One of the most violent pits I've ever been in was Clutch when they played Binge and Purge. And uh, basically the lyrics go, come on, motherfucker, let's throw down. Um, I, but when I saw them at at a Brooklyn Bowl, it's literally a bowling alley slash concert venue. Uh-huh. And I was on the second floor. We, we, we bought the bougier seats, get away from the pit because, you know, we're getting old. I was right in front of the fucking monitors and I couldn't hear for three goddamn days. Yep. <laughs> Zach Wilde. Opened with Zach Sabbath, mm-hmm. so it was a it was a good goddamn show. And Katina goes, Jesus Christ, look like you're singing every word of every song. I was like, Yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, Monster, and I'll throw a third one in there: Monster Magnets, Nagasonic, Teenage Warhead. <laughs> Which fun fact is anybody who watched Deadpool, there is that young girl. Her name was Nagasonic Teenage Warhead, and that was actually a nod to the song by Monster Magnet. I just figured it was based off of a comic book character. Nope, <clears throat> not her. Interesting. So, uh, very, so I, very cool. I, I asked that same question. Um, my dad is also a uh, music snob, if you will. A Thinking more of like in a general pop, you know, type of Kinda genre like, of music, like "Run to the Hills" by Iron Runs Maiden. Or, to the yeah, hill. I mean things. You know, when I think of an an iconic song, "Girls, Girls, Girls" of, by Motley Crue. Yeah, I think of something where you I mean, name "Girls" by Beastie Boys, or you you play five seconds of it. Anybody off the street is going to know what that song is. Can't or like no the TikTok the video, the guy plays the first note and you can figure out the I, song. Yeah, I can get pretty much all those. So, somebody put an algorithm together mm-hmm. into a computer. That's usually where algorithms go. Yep. And specified, you know, pulled all this information from like, MTV, VH1, you know, how many plays, how many hits, you know, this, that, and the other. And they came up with the top 50. Oh, boy. 
most iconic songs of all time. Do you have the top ten? Yes. Based on science. Science? Science? Drum science like Galileo so, dropped the orange. So starting with number ten. Check it over here, baby. Pop it all. Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. I guess I can see that. That was played in every seventh grade dance across the fucking planet when that song was out. And Dixon just now released a Guns N' Roses flannel. Number nine. Number nine. God Save the Queen by Sex Pistols. Yes. Number eight. I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Rolling Stones. Stones. That makes sense. Uh, Seven. Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. Yeah, okay. Uh, six, Hey Jude by the Beatles. Makes sense. Five, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. That Four, got a real boost when uh, Wayne's World came out. Yeah. Uh, Four, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Well, at least it ain't a pretty young thing. Number three, One by U2. See, when I hear One, I think Metallica. I think Metallica. <laughs> so do I. Their sellout album. Number two, Imagine by John Lennon. Okay. okay. Can either of you guess what number one is? I would say it's definitely not Hey Bungalow Bill. <laughs> is it Kiss Me Where It Lucy Smells Funny by the Bloodhound Gang? Is it what? Kiss Me Where It Smells Funny by the Bloodhound Gang? No. <laughs> How about the lap dance? It's always better when it's strippers. She said, I can make all your dreams come true. I said, even one where Jesus Christ, a Jack and Hammer, Mickey Mouse, and a dude who hold the lawn dart white Garth Brooks gives something birth to something gives birth to something resembling a cheddar cheese log with almonds on Santa Claus's tummy <laughs> tum. Well, she smiled. Had about as many teeth as a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, that's a good song too. The number one song. Number one. According the 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 number one most iconic song of all time according, according to, to science. science. Science? Science, you know, always argues with each other, right? Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Would make sense. Number one most iconic song of all time. It is the song that removed Hairband from the fucking list. Yeah, but it was also... The interesting thing about that time, though, is Nirvana... That song blew up, but it was still kind of niche... Because that was right around the time I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And at least in Grove City, Ohio at the time, Nirvana didn't really get blow up God status until ironically he killed himself. It was after he killed himself the very next week, all the chicks who never listened to Nirvana in the fucking day in their life had all the yep. t shirts on with Kurt Cobain and oh Kurt killed himself. He it's martyred like, himself. It's like bitch last week you're making fun of us for fucking wearing a Nirvana bleach t shirt. Come mm. on, you know Courtney Love killed him. <laughs> Isn't that one of the uh, theories? So I bring that up because no, I'm I haven't heard now. All of these songs that are on this list mm-hmm. do not break the two thousands. It's because most of the songs in the two thousands suck. Exactly. So what, my thought process on that today was, you know, there isn't really a song in the last. 25 years that's really been like wow you know that iconic song of like you know our generation or anything like that it's always like you know yeah nirvana smells like teen spirit came out in 91 but you know all these like most of these songs on this list are 60s 70s and 80s songs i have a hypothesis if you want it 
Okay. You said that this list was built by science. Yes. Taking science? taking all forms of data that would represent the desire of a person to hear that song, right? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of these songs, as you pointed out, came out 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. So when science takes these numbers, they're looking at Billboard top hits, how many albums sold in the music store from when they're records, tapes, CDs, when all those, then when that generation and who got were in their 30s and their mid, early 2000s and all that shit got digitized, then they're buying it on iTunes. And then the newer songs... N- gotten very little radio play they never saw a radio a record store other than walmart and so they're they're losing out the the level the playing field isn't level for the new songs because they don't have radio sales cd sales tape combined with tape deck sales combined with record sales combined with requests on radio stations and mtv because mtv pretty much doesn't exist most top 40 radio stations only play songs that are trending on tiktok now that's the easiest fucking program directing job in the world you just go on tiktok or google top songs on tiktok and that's what you play in your fucking top 40 radio station and so i think the reason for that is a science trying to compile data has a limited amount of data when you're the new songs are based off of fucking iTunes sales and YouTube views pretty much and Spotify. Well, yeah, right. and I'm going to add yeah, to that. That makes sense. I'm going to add to that is even if people will listen to songs on Spotify and that, it, you can't really compare to the previous math and the old format of, of getting music because it just skews everything way out. Well, not only that, but <clears throat> while that new fucking shit dick new age artist that your kids are listening to get to play, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan are still getting plays from the, our generation who don't like the new music, and so they're continuously. And so those groups who got all those that backlog of number based off the old media, they're still getting the new hits too because our generation still listens to them. Still growing. And so right. for every four downloads, fucking new guy Jimmy gets. There's at least two for the old for the old group or more because right. those young kids. You know, it's funny. I. Back when I was married, I for a short period of time, I had a brother-in-law, and right around the time, he turned 13 or 14. And he came to me and said, do you know who the Doors are? No way. Do you know who Led Zeppelin is? And I realized something. When the Jewish community turned 13 or 14, they have a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah, depending on the sexual identification of the child. You know what the Goyim has for young boys? You know when the the Goyim, the boys turned thirteen or fourteen. I don't know if it's this way now. Led but Zeppelin album. They discovered Led Zeppelin. They discovered the Doors. They discovered black lights and lava lamps. <laughs> and every, at least back then, I don't know what they're discovering now. Now it's LED lights affixed to the back of their fucking TV, but they're still they're still discovering. Now it's the Doors, Nirvana, Metallica, all that quote unquote old shit. But yeah. it just seems funny, no matter. Where you live. They don't think any of it's 90s stuff that they consider old shit? They do. But um, it just, it it seemed for like at least 20 years, no matter where someone lived, as soon as that, that boy turned 13 or 14, he was discovering those things. Blacklight posters, um, lava lamps, the doors, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, and going and the Beatles and going down that whole rabbit the hole. parents are thinking, no, yeah. you kid, you think you're doing something new, but I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, what the, I mean, that's what brought up that whole question is like, like, the younger generation doesn't have those. There's, there's like, I can't think of a single song that's come out in the last twenty years that has not auto tune. 
you know, well, not auto tune, but that just has that like godlike status of like this is the song. If I had to pick something out of the last three or four years that has a potential, yeah, which is very interesting because, in my opinion, it's the best live album that has been recorded in years. And the irony of that is, is it was recorded at Red Rock in the middle of a fucking snowstorm. And so the instruments are going out of tune halfway through each song. Right. But it's such a fantastic album. And I don't want to beat this guy over the head, death over, over the head to death on this podcast. I've been mentioning him a lot. But Zach Bryan's album, All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster. You can listen to it on Pandora and Spotify. Now, the rub is there's two Spotify's. You have the computer version of Spotify. And then the web version on your phone. What's the difference, you ask? I'll tell you. You listen to Spotify through your headphones on your desktop computer at work. You can listen to the album and the songs in their entirety in sequential order. On the app on your phone, unless you pay for premium, that shit's on random. There's nothing you can do about it. And when you're listening to a live album where he's introing the next song at the end of the previous song and then it fucking skips, how you get around that is go to Pandora search all my homies hate Ticketmaster and hit play. They'll make you watch one fucking out, a minute long ad and you'll get 30 minutes of that song in sequential order. And then you can play the ad again and then pick up where you left off and listen to the whole album. But I think that one really has potential for being kind of like this young kid's generation of live at the Budokan yeah. or the talking head. Stop making sense, which was a great live album. That's another good topic. Maybe people could send us emails or messages on Facebook. Email us at info at d-410.com or send us a message to um, Facebook or our Instagram pages. What is your all-time favorite live album? Do you have one, Mike? Ooh. Um, I may have to get back to you on that. I do really like... See, when it comes to music for me, you know, because of being a musician and stuff like that and being in a music my entire life, I've got such, you know, all these different ideas that come. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. overwhelming. All these different ideas that come to my head. Like, like I I like this one electronic duo called Justice. They did a live live album in uh, Mexico or something like that that I thought was pretty cool. I like. Peter Frampton comes alive. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great generational album. That you know, do you feel like we do? It's like you only hear the live version of that song. Or another one you only hear the live version of nowadays. Tom Petty's um, "It's Alright If You Love Me." It's alright if you oh. don't. No use in saying I'm running away, honey. I don't care if you don't break down. That one, they play the live version yeah. of that, and the audience is singing. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about live albums is you get to hear the free flowing version of that song. You've heard the song so many times, and now you get to hear it in its actual real form because a lot of times songs are condensed for time on albums too. Yeah, yeah. And, if it's a jam band format, right? Yeah. Well, and and jam you out. get to hear that like off the cuff type of like the guys are just up there and they're just jamming. Mm-hmm. They're hanging out. They're having a good time. They're feeling the music and they're just playing the show for the for the people to crowd at the end of the at the end of the zach ryan song he's introducing all the people the the wall of sound is playing banjo player you know mandolin all the people who help fill that out in the live atmosphere because most of his lp songs are just acoustic and maybe a a acoustic bass but usually just one or two instruments yeah and he finishes the 
concert off with um, All Night Revival. And that's a three-minute song. The live version is 11 minutes long because he's introducing each person in the band, and they all play like a 30-second, 45-second solo from the from the banjo to the drums. And so it's literally an 11-minute fucking song, but it doesn't feel like it's such a great song. But just that live format, there's just nothing you can – nothing compares to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, actually – I mean, actually being there would be something that I think would be a step above, but depends I mean, on the date and the weather. Yeah. But, you know, listening to something like that and, and just, you know, being able to, you know, I don't know who came up with that idea to record live albums and put them out there. And it makes sense and, because all the shit's running through a, a mixing board anyhow. So all you got to do is hook yeah. the recorder to the mixing board, through exactly. the monitor out. And, and probably some, you know, executive or something like that was like, oh, we can make money off of this. And so they decided to do it. But it was such a great idea that, you know, you you feel actually a lot more of the music than you do when you're just listening to it. I think know. it's backwards. I think it goes the other way. I think so. because of the way music started and right around the time recording equipment's proliferated, we're in a big band era. And it's easier to mic an entire orchestra with three microphones than it is back then to record them track by track. So I have Very a feeling true. most early recordings were probably in a live, the whole band's in one room, let's mic them. Obviously not in front of a loud crowd, probably some of them yeah. were. But compared to nowadays where, okay, we're going to record the drum track first, or you all play simultaneously, we'll record them, and then we'll go back and modify it. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I didn't think about something like that, you know, where there's like old school, you know, like um, even like you were saying, the big band era, like like uh, 40s and 50s and whatnot, and even earlier than that, you know, they probably did a lot more live recording in, you know, like a... Orchestra little, pit. Little, little orchestra pit or even a little bar or something yep. like that, you know. Just all playing together. If you are a guitar aficionado or you just love the sound of a guitar, speaking of 30s and 40s, there's a famous song that's been covered by everybody in the big band days and even modern days. It's called, uh, it's been a long, long time. Kiss me once, kiss me twice, kiss me once again. It's been a long, long time. There's a version of that where Bing Crosby and Les Paul. Bing Crosby sings like the first verse in the chorus, and then the second verse, basically Les Paul is just playing it on his guitar, damn near like a solo. It's such a beautiful version of that song. You can find that on YouTube. So if you like Les Paul or you actually like guitar playing as an art in and of itself, just nice. And plus it's back in the day, so it's kind of raw. There's not a bunch of mixing pedals and all that. It's just him yeah. on a early you know, electric guitar just playing it, and it's, it's a fantastic song. Yeah. I got to get something off my chest. So we're going to have all this happy feelings. We're going to bring it down. Bring it down. I got something I got to get off my chest, too. Cleveland I got about steamer. 100 pounds to get off of my chest. But, you know. um, we've asked the question, is it worth cutting the cord? Get rid of your cable service. Or at the end of the day, once you subscribe to all 38,333 fucking streaming services, are you paying more if not the same? Well, I think nowadays we can all admit that uh, the inflation is fucking real. And every time we... Dude, it's so insane that it seems like more of our money now goes to supplemental trips to the grocery store than anything else. You know, you buy your groceries and through the week you run out of soda, you run out of this, you got to... 
And I, Carrie and I, when it comes to our TV, we watch, I, I set my DVR to record primarily stuff off of um, what I still call the, um, motor. well, it's Motor Trend Network. I still call it Velocity, but Motor Trend Network. Yeah. Um, Carrie watches reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond and King of Queens at night. And then we primarily watch shit off of YouTube or Netflix. Sure. And so I got to looking at my bill. I said, well, let's see how much I would save if I get rid of just my TV. Because most of your internet bill is based off of your internet now. Most of your, not your internet bill, most of your, your bundled services through your provider is based off your internet. TV is usually less unless you have like fucking red zone and all the expansions. So I get the digging, which by the way is not easy. I actually luckily had sent a screenshot to carry a week ago when I discovered this because I spent 20 minutes trying to pull this information up from Comcast's website tonight. And peculiarly enough, I couldn't find it, but I had screenshots from last week. So little breakdown of my cable bill. I'm going to put it out there because chances are yours are the same. First and foremost, if you guys haven't looked at your cable bill and you have automatic withdrawal, you may want to check just to see what you're doing because Comcast, much like everybody else, has switched to the data-driven plan, meaning it's no longer a flat rate. They're like, fuck it. Everybody's uploading shit to the cloud, downloading shit to the cloud, streaming all their services. We're losing money on TV, so we're going to make it up. We're going to be like cell phone plans and charge them based on data usage. Or they charge you up to a certain point of data uses and then hit you past that. Yeah, well, like a cell phone plan. You pay X amount, and then once you go over this, we're going to hit you with service fees. Service fees not included. My TV service. Just TV service. $68 and 60 Okay, go ahead. Oh, that's lower than I thought. I thought it'd be at least 100 That's what I thought. I'm like, well, is it worth canceling my TV, you know, hypothetically, if we're looking at 8 to $9 a month per streaming services, I sign up for fucking six and a half of them. I'm paying what I'm paying for my cable now. Yeah, but you may actually get more use out of it. Internet, $102. Okay. So, Don, you got a $162 cable bill. What do you complain about? I'm not done. <laughs> DVR, number one, $10 a month. Okay, that's normal. Oh, you didn't buy them outright. That's normal huh? standard operating protocol. TV number two. $10 a month. Cable modem, $15 a month. Okay, Don, you're paying $205.82. i am not fucking done. So you say, well, okay, I'm looking at my TV. I'm looking at my internet. I'm looking at my DVRs, two of them, plus my cable modem. It's $205.82. Where's the rest of this money on my bill coming from? Because that ain't my cable bill. My cable bill is $262.27 a month. So where's the extra money coming from, you ask? fucking watching porn or are you renting movies no here's what you guys probably don't ever find regulatory fees you have to fucking dig you got to get out your shovel so we're in this hypothesis land we're keeping the cable internet because we need it for podcasting and i do get three five three to five hundred megs down i've got fast internet so it's worth a hundred megs let's look at this the, the tv in question what would i save if i got rid of the tv service at 68 dollars and 62 cents well, we know I'd get rid of my two DVRs. Okay, so that's in a, so we're going to, you know, so let's round that up to like 110 bucks a month. Here's what else I would save. 
Gordon, you're a big fan of regional sports, aren't you? Mm. How about you, Mike? You got Comcast? You paying for television with Comcast? No. Well, for those of you listening... I cut the cord. Well, you know, because I watch so much regional sports around here. Mm. Not fucking all. How much do you think I'm being charged in regional sports fees a month, Gordon? I about 20 bucks. Mike? Yeah, twenty twenty five. $15.35. Okay, okay. Not a big deal. Round it up. We're a little heavy-handed, but, you know. For, you know, all the football games I watch. Five. Yeah, all, all the regional, all the you know, the fucking high school. They had bass fishing on there. Wonderful world of sports that you watch. So $15. Broadcast TV fee. How much do you think I get to pay for the privilege to watch Wink News on a fucking Wednesday. Well, that's probably between seven and ten bucks a month. Mike? Ten. Twenty dollars and sixty-five cents. Which is amazing because it's free over the air. So I'm paying for TV service at sixty-eight dollars sixty-two cents. I'm paying twenty dollars and sixty-five cents to watch TV as Gordon just uh, eloquently said I could get for free by putting a fucking paper clip in the back of my TV and switching over to antenna and getting an HD. Fifteen dollars and thirty-five cents to watch all the fantastic regional sports. But that's not it. I'm not done. TV regulatory cost recovery fee. So I'm, apparently it's my job to pay for recovery fees for Comcast because they're poor and they didn't buy out NBC and one of the richest fucking companies in the country or fucking planet. How much do you think I'm paying a month in recovery fees? $7.50-ish. $7.51? No. A very fair $0.10 cents a month. Fine. Whatever. What about local? Diamond, yeah. What about local t- local TV communication service tax? Probably another five, couple of bucks a month. Five dollar. Seven dollars and sixty nine cents for There's TV local communication. There. Now, what do you think I'm paying for the TV state communication service tax? Twelve sixty five. Eleven ninety nine. $10.38. Now, for all you quick math people, that's right. On a service that costs me $62 a month, I am paying $56.45 in sales and tax fees. How is the sales and service fees on a product make up 93% of the fucking price? I'm literally paying $7 less for the service fees and the taxes than I am for the fucking service they're providing me. How does that fucking work? Sounds like somebody's going to cut the cord. So the short answer is if I get rid of my TV, get rid of the cable boxes, let's say the local communication service fee is still there at $7. We can assume that the regional sports fee will go away. Uh, We will assume that the broadcast fucking fee will go away. And chances are the other ones. So I could loosely save $115 a month just by getting rid of the the TV service. But if you were to get Hulu Live, that's seventy-five bucks a month. I wouldn't wouldn't pay for it. Well, you get all the local stuff. You get a YouTube that, TV. My I, I got a Fire Stick streaming. I got Netflix. I got YouTube, and I got uh, fucking in here. I got Roku TV. <clears throat> Seriano's room got Roku TV. There you go. We pay for YouTube TV. Netflix, I bundle 
the Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN thing. Yeah, it's, that's worth the 70-something bucks a month. I have a friend who has been service jumping between all these new upstart internet-based cable companies that you can call them that kind of. They, you pay X, you know, $70 a month and you get all these packages. They're like these little upstart, you know, little, some of them are hardcore conservative groups, you know, those, those cats, mm-hmm. but yeah, they keep jumping from those to them. Cause what they did for a while, which is kind of cool, but I don't know what the fees were. They were direct TV users, but instead of having their service cut out every summer when it rains, direct TV now offers their full service line through streaming. So yep. you don't have to have the satellite dish anymore. The satellite yep. dish will probably go the way of the dodo, except for the people who live out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And um, unless they need that for their internet. Yep. And so I um I have the Hulu Plus with ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. I have Amazon Prime streaming service. Who's the sports fanatic in your house that you'd want ESPN? It comes with the package. We were hoping we could watch Golden Knights games, but they decided to black them out <laughs> too locally. The See, first three seasons, we were fine. After that, it was go fuck yourself. Um, that's what annoyed me because we actually did pay for the regional sports team channel in Pennsylvania so we could watch all their regional baseball shit. But the night the Penguins came on, they out, shut that shit off. Now you got to find it and out. You got to find it out of division. Um, nice. Got to go on the internet, but yeah. And so on Amazon Prime, we do have, uh, we currently have uh, AMC Plus, which we'll probably dump here soon. Uh, we have uh, Paramount Plus. Um, we did have Stars. We don't have that right now. I think that's kind of it. Then we also have uh, HBO Max and Netflix. So be quite honest, we had to up <laughs> our internet service. We were probably dead even, if not slightly more. Than we were, but we do you feel you're getting more. Yeah, the only problem, the only problem is keeping up with your shows and when they're airing. Because when we had Dish, at least it would all populate into one spot on the DVR. Yeah. Now, Hulu has a DVR feature, which is fine, but you know, then you got to say, okay, what network is this on? Oh, we got to go to this app. What network is this on? Like, we just realized we missed two episodes of 1923. We, we caught up on this weekend, but that's fine. You know, then you could go in, you could catch up, do a quick binge, and you're done. I wonder... That's through Hulu, that's through Hulu Live? 1923? No, 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 no. The uh, DVR feature. Yes, it is through Hulu Live. I wonder... So you, you have to pay for that. It's stuff. under my stuff. Yeah, and you just record it. You can set it up, and it's free. The storage is free, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is in the making. I haven't heard anything. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Just by Disney, by the way. That could be a brand if they're still around. Probably already long dead. That could have possibly been a brand saver for fucking um, um, TiVo to make a device that would you could log in all your streaming apps, and mm-hmm. then it would fucking DVR them. That would have been a brand saver. I'm sure someone will come out with something, but it, it's a shame TiVo mm-hmm. didn't come up with that before they went complete because they were the original DVR, and then you know they got cut out now, by all the cable companies. Now, one thing I suggest on because I didn't fall for the scam of renting the equipment, I bought like when I had Dish, I bought out the DVRs. Uh, I I bought my surfboard, my uh, my Wi-Fi router. The only problem with that. I can understand buying the cable equipment if it's an option. The reason I rent the I, I bought it third party. I didn't. I went down to Best Buy and bought it. I know, but what I'm saying is, I and I get that for the cable equipment. But when it comes to your modem, I'd rather pay the fifteen dollars a month because as their service increases 
and the data inc- the data speeds increases, they will send you the equipment to accommodate those new speeds, opposed to oh shit, I gotta go out and buy a new. I just got the service, and I just happened to buy the surfboard, and they're right in the middle of transition, and now I gotta go out and buy a new piece of equipment that'll support three hundred megs down or whatever. And mine mine does it do? Am I gonna get even faster? Hey, if it's three four years from now. I'm still going to save money because the cost of $10 a month that you never get back, you know, it's just throwing it in a hole. If you, you guys know? are parents and you're listening to this and you got kids coming to age where the, their whole existence revolves around, which nowadays could be three, but <laughs> if you're parents with ki- uh, kids who have internet addiction issues where it becomes a fight, there's no reason to fight over a controller. There's no reason to go unplug a fucking Xbox or take a TV controller. Pull out your phone. Another reason to have your modem through Xfinity and pay that fucking $15 a month. Get my Xfinity app. Go to connected devices. Xbox, pause. Chromebook, pause. Fucking Words Alexa, Negan, pause. I'm going to shut that shit down. You shut it fucking down. And you don't have to go to a computer. You just pull out your phone and then you can set for a half hour till I say. And then... And you can be at fucking work. You can be on the road. Anywhere you have internet connection, you can control the devices connected to your... So you're not physically fighting over the controller. I'm just going to take the power brick and they have to worry about fucking untwisting all that shit. No, just kill the internet to it. And there's nothing they can do unless you're dumb enough to give them the password to your fucking Xfinity account. Then that shit's on you. There's nothing they can do to get around it. Cell phone's different. If they're smart enough, they just disable the Wi-Fi and use their fucking data plan. But cell phone, but tablets... Video game consoles, laptops, PCs, you know, unless, once again, some, unless, you know, unbeknownst to you, they got a relationship going on with the neighbor and got their fucking Wi-Fi code so they can jump on their shit. But, yeah, that's an easy way to lock your stuff down when you need to. Like, can I'm we talk about the AI in Season 2 of DMZ? AI? Sure, we can talk a little video Holy game. Nerd, nerd talking, nerd talking. I was yeah. talking to a... Uh, I was talking to a guy who was playing yesterday, and, and I did get through all the White Lotus except for one. Um, round, well, there's two tiers now. Well, yeah, the first round except for one. I just only played for a couple hours. But uh, Oliver, hush, it's wind. Um, sorry about that. No, you're not. Just how aggressive the AI is now. And the, this guy I talked to goes, yeah, I was told that they were going to nerf it. I thought they were going to nerf the AI. I was like, yeah, you were trolled, bud. So, I never uh, heard that. Everybody else is telling me. I never me heard that either. Jump, it was going to be worse. Don smoking on a robot dick. Yep. So. But yeah, it's definitely I harder. I can't believe how aggressive they are now. It's almost next to impossible to try to run that game on your own now. What do you think of the new map? Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't played it a whole hell of a lot. I played it once or twice. I still, because most of those fraction missions you still have to do on El Masra. And right. to me, and the game, the game is fun, but if you're not doing those fraction missions, you're just basically running in circles. So I like to do those missions. I've had, I was in a room, the door opened, turned around, no one was there. The AI was fucking commando crawling across the floor. So I wouldn't shoot him when he opened the door. I have been sniped from across the map by them. They've pretty much made it next impossible to go lone wolf on it. You have to get a team, and then I think out of, out of the five, six matches, I played only two of them with with uh, people who wanted to play and, and work together. Yeah. 
And the other thing is, like, if you camp an area too long, they'll just keep sending resupply helicopters nonstop. There's grenade throwing fucks. They'll just keep coming and coming. Um, they're definitely they definitely made it harder and more entertaining to say the least. But yeah, when you're getting sniped was, from across the map, and you just see a glimmer. That's not oh, a yeah. fucking operator. That's goddamn AI now. Well, and I was exfilling yesterday on the new map, and then right before the helicopter got there, they paratrooped in a bunch of AI. Mm-hmm. And I guess I one would. of the things they did, which affects Warzone more than DMZ, is they fixed the glitch where I guess people would spawn in at the end or get up on a tower or a high point and they would parachute mm-hmm. and land on the top or the X outside of the helicopter as it was taking off. Now they make it when you touch a propeller, it's just instant kill as it should be. As it should be. So they got rid of that as well. Pink mist. Done. Yep. That's good. Cause that was pretty bad. That was pretty, pretty freaking bad. Now I did have an attack helicopter come in on new map. As soon as it got there, it glitched real bad for me and my teammate. <laughs> It just lagged and we couldn't fucking move. If you, for some reason, have a wild hair up your ass and you want to go for the weapons crate where you got to kill the juggernaut, uh-huh. load a shield, a deployable shield, and a drill charge. The last time I beat him, I deployed a shield because I was picking up somebody and then he came around and he walked into the shield and he just froze. And we just had to really? shot him from the back and threw drill charges on him. Like, and once the drill charge blew up, the shield blew up, and then he turned around and started walking back towards us. But at that point, we just shot him two more times in the head, and he fucking nice. died. Now, I did notice I had a shitload of contraband weapons when I got back in, including the ball sack. Do you, do you leave your contraband back home? Not on purpose, no. Well, when I started back up, it, it, there was a bunch of contraband well, weapons. Well, I was going to say, what I do is, like, when I exfil, I, I always just hit X on my secondary to leave it back so that if I lose, I always have at least five or six contraband guns to choose from. There, there you go. We haven't right. done one of these in a while. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. So it seems as though Ohio is no longer for lovers. It is now my... Chem- West Virginia is for lovers. Ohio is first in flight. Then again, I guess your joke wouldn't land. And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Well, I could have just been doing like, you're confusing it with West Virginia, stupid. But yeah, his whole yeah, thing. Yeah, no, was, it was good. It was good, but they actually hauled that thing down to North Carolina, thus they got the first in aviation. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, actually it says first in flight on their license plates. Yeah, and then they had the plane backwards. Yep. Yeah. Silly kids. There. You lived in Ohio too, North Carolina. No, oh. we're talking about the Ohio license plate had the oh. had the had kitty the hawk on it. They had it hauling a banner that said first in flight or first in aviation, whatever birthplace. But they basically had the banner off of what would have been the nose of the plane because it had the dual things up front, and the eighteen year old who designed the license plate in Photoshop just thought that was the back. <laughs> oh, I thought you That's were talking about where the elevators are belonging and it's in the North back. Carolina plates say first in flight. Yes. <laughs> It's birthplace of aviation. There you go. So, uh, Cape Coral High School made national news today. Yeah. Yeah. New York Post. Not even like a... Was it good news or bad news? It's never good news. (laughs) (laughs) When it's coming out of Cape Coral High School? Mm -mm. 
chat GPT cheating scandal erupts inside elite program at Florida high school. Mm. Not surprised. Students at Florida high school elite academic program that has been accused of using chat GPT and artificial intelligence to write their essays. According to a report, the head of Cape Coral high school's prestigious international. I'm too dumb to fucking pronounce that word program. Otherwise known as IB. It's like B-A-C-C-A-L-A baccalaureate, the International Baccalaureate Program, otherwise known as IB, flagged the suspected misconduct to their staff in a flurry of internal emails that we later obtained over here at NBC. There has, some, there has been some IB papers that are questionable in the few ways the staffer wrote in it. The staff wrote this month in one of the messages, including being very di- uh, different style of writing from previous submitted papers. And the big problem is, is this, this prestigious group is basically kind of like National Honor Society, maybe a little step higher. It's basically a way to get cats, business level scholarships and other high-end college scholarships. And now these kids are quote-unquote cheating. Uh, before I get into my thoughts on that, I was explaining to my daughter this morning that, you know, hey, your high school made the news again. And she's like, well, how did they get caught? I'm like, well, writing is just a form of communication. Well, the interesting thing about chat, that GPT. chat program, GT is it'll write it differently every time. Well, hold on. She said, well, how, how did they get caught? I'm like, the same way me and mom try to talk to you about how you get caught. It's called pattern of behavior, pattern of speech. When you bring us homework that you rush to get done so you can play Xbox, and we read the first line, and we say, huh, you didn't write this. And you get all offended saying, well, what do you mean? Yes, I did. I'm like, no, because in that first line, there's two words that you have no idea what they mean, and they use, and you use them in the appropriate way. So at that point, do you just look at that and say, hey, what is this? what's the definition of this word? Then a fight erupts and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I'm okay. like, basically, when you're a teacher who has been getting papers from a student for six months, plus talking to them, communicating. And then you read this paper that has words that they've never used, wouldn't you know how to spell them, let alone what they meant and use them properly. It's easy to determine. Yeah, it's, it's not in the pattern of their speech or anything else. But as me and my boss were discussing this today, because he gives speeches on chat GPT, he said, well, I don't consider this cheating. And I said, you're right. These are, co- these are kids who are studying to go off to do prestigious, most likely data-driven work at high-end colleges. Chat GPT is going to be the new tool. So mm-hmm. basically, these kids are getting a head start on using this tool to perform mundane tasks, which is what it's meant to be used for. So is it cheating or them just getting a head start on learning a tool that everybody's going to be using in the future? They're going to basically look at it as data entry at that point. Yeah. Mm. But uh, it's going to happen more and more. Yep. It's just funny that um, it started it- here. Isn't it version three that's out or version 2.5 or version four or whatever? It's been out for a while. I was listening to a interview somewhere a long time ago, about a year or two ago. And there was a person who worked either as a politician or knew something about politicians. And he was saying that back in the day when email start first came around, how these politicians and lawyers and well-to-do cats would, get away with cheating on their spouse is they would create an email address, give that email address using a password to their cohort, 
And instead of sending out emails, they would compose emails and save them to the drafts folder. So there's no paper trail because they never left the server. That the person would log in, same username and password, go to the drafts folder, read it, delete what was there, write their response, and they would communicate through an email that never left the server. Therefore, there was never any paper trail. Your kids are doing the same thing. This is how they're chatting in class. They're not using chat rooms. They're not using WhatsApp app. They're not using Facebook because all that shit's locked down by the school. How they're chatting is they're going into Google Drive. They're creating a document. They're sharing it with the people they want to talk to. And they are basically using Google Docs as an old school chat window. Because they just hit refresh every once in a while and then the new paragraph pops up. And you, I guarantee you, if you're a parent, go look at your kid's Chromebook, go to their Google Docs, and you'll see documents that are 300 pages long of just random bullshit. And that's that's the modern way of communicating in class and cheating, by the way, when they're doing schoolwork. Once again, is it passing cheating or is notes. it using the tools? Yeah. They're literally passing, giving answers and passing notes. And the teacher is not included. Hypothetically, I bet if you looked, the teacher has user access to any Google Doc made in that Google Classroom. But if they don't know what the name of the document is, they have a hard time searching for it. But yeah, that's how your kids are uh, cheating in classes, sharing Google Docs and updating it in real time. The new school way of passing notes. Yep. Pretty much. New school way of doing the shit we all did. Outstanding. 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 You listen. Are you are you listening? Is it me or do I hear the drum beats of war getting a little faster and a little louder? Yeah. Isn't that scary? I hope not. I mean everybody's like, yeah, it's funny you talk to people and they're like, Oh, that, they won't let it happen. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, have you ever studied history? Because when's the last time that there's been an everlasting peace? Can we get on our tinfoil top hats? Which, by the way, I saw this great TikTok video of sure. tinfoil hat wearers competing on who has a nicer hat. And the last one made a literally like a what appeared to be a beaver skin top hat strictly out of tinfoil. <laughs> I can tell you think you said that to me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, What's your tinfoil? Uh, this the, just, guy, the, one, the one guy was like, oh, I made Viking horns. And this guy comes out with Fucking top hat on, like hello. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantastic. Chip Tirio. <laughs> yeah, the first guy just had to twist one, and the, he saw the guy with the Viking. He said, like, "I gotta step up my game." And then the guy came out with the fucking top hat, like, "What's up, fool?" <laughs> but I, this Next literally Stetson. This literally just occurred to me. Literally. Why would how? Okay, well, first and foremost, we have a we got a fucking puppet, literally as a president. Hey, I'll but, give him balls. He took that 10-hour train ride each way in and out of Ukraine. Yeah, he did. Not that he had a choice. Burn getting shot he was, down. No, he was told by the Secret Service, don't fucking do it. He did it. Well, somebody could have told him he was on his way to fucking Disneyland. He don't know where he is half yeah, the time. that's true. <laughs> when do I get to see Mickey Mouse? Um, But let's go back. Oh, like in Ukraine? Shit. <laughs> let's go back a few years. Remember when uh, Hillary Clinton... And all of them were trying to push us to join the EU's gun policies. Yeah. You yeah. had all the talk of the one world government. Yep. New world. Well, order. that goes back to Bush Sr. with the New World Order. I too. know, but 
the the progressives and Hillary and them were pushing that back during Obama's day, and now who's basically not Hillary but the same party. They always say that war is the reset. So I don't know. Maybe this is well. Here's the way I look at it. I, I heard I read a story today that they're trying to get the private ammunition manufacturers in the United States to start ramping up. And the reply one person said is, "How can they ramp up? They're already running seven days a week, twenty four hours yeah. a day." Yeah. And Maybe Canada should open a fucking plant. It takes two years of design just to design a place, not necessarily build it. No. Yep. So that's not going to happen. I think if something does happen and shit starts popping off, our lead time issues, our supply chain issues, which are fucked now, are going to get far, far worse. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be hardcore. I mean, even sadly as I want to say, even the likelihood that nothing happens here, I'm thinking if the shit does pop off, we're going to see shit actually happening here for once. But I hope not. I'm, I'm you guys, you guys think the supply chain issue was bad when you couldn't find toilet paper and fucking hand sanitizer during the pandemic? Just wait, because shit's gonna get fucking silly. Now there is a theory I heard, and I don't know the validity of it. Is if we put the same kind of sanctions on China that we did Russia, they will start starving in six months. Yeah, because we export because of most of our grain to them. Uh, yeah, I did not realize how much food was imported. A lot because yeah. their their major product is sea life and rice. And that's pretty much it. So and then you got crazy rocket man throwing more rockets into the ocean. So North Korea's lobbed three fucking rockets. Um One of by them was the an way ICBM. by the way, um Putin just came out Tuesday their time. And said, oh, hey, yeah. we're pulling out of the 2010 fucking uh, nuclear accord that puts a cap on how many nuclear warheads we can have. Fuck you. That's we're back to that. One that, was, uh, that was the last treaty left. So he pulled out of his last treaty. We got fucking North Korea lobbing rockets. China may start supplying ammunition and military equipment to Russia. We got Iran sending fucking their eight Navy Drones. ships to fucking um, Argentina. <laughs> I haven't heard much about that lately. I heard it was Panama Canal. Yeah, well, it was going through the Panama Canal to get to, um, not Argentina, but um, Venezuela. They're going to dock there and hang well, out yeah, those and they, Well, and if they try to take control of the canal, that also shutters things. But I don't think we got a problem with them. Uh, but if we get spread out amongst the world, it's just, the world's largest navy. Yeah, it just, to me, I, from what I study history, it seems oddly familiar. You know what I mean? It's almost so like, you, even... you guys... It's almost like they're positioning themselves just in case. They're like, hmm, maybe now's the time because he's looking like he's not going to win the election. So if we're going to try some shit on the feeble president, let's make our move now. And I do you, not want Trump to run again. Nope. I would like DeSantis to run, but unfortunately, nope. if the field is as, as busy as it is, that's going to favor Trump. I'm going to be the fucking selfish fucking Floridian. Ron DeSantis is my governor, has more of an effect on my daily life than him being my president, so I want him to at least serve another term down here. Because so. he vetoes all the nonsense that comes down from well, Washington. Gordon, if you don't like Trump, you must like Biden. No, motherfucker. It means you can like neither. Yeah. That and is so, the thing. Are you guys thinking that it's time to uh, that it's time for you know U.S. citizens to strap up? No, I think it's because time for U.S. citizens right. to start fucking exercising and losing weight. Which I am doing, although I did hit up. I did a video today about. The road. I did a video yesterday about my soup cans and put it up on TikTok. Yes, I did. It could be used as a weapon, too. 
You ever realize how heavy four ba- four cans of soup are? Thus the weapon. All the people sitting around playing Fallout, watching fucking zombie shows and having these weird romanticized fucking, oh, if the end of the world ever came, I would fucking survive. Really, dude, you'd get winded carrying a fucking five cans of soup in your backpack with a fucking Glock, let alone fucking water, ammunition, a fucking plate carrier, and half the shit that you would need in worst case scenario. I have 30 days worth of emergency food stores for one person. So that's 15 days for the both of us. And if you pair that back, you may get 20. But you live in a highly congested area where people break into houses on a good football night. So I live on a main street. My brother-in-law, I looked at my brother-in-law at uh, my my sister-in-law's 50th birthday party. I said, hey, you ready for World War III? He goes, yeah, me and... Uh, I mean, the other guys already talked. We're going to meet at my house because it's not on a main drag, and we got some pretty good purchase. And so, where are you going to hang out for 30 days? I was like, yeah, because me, I, I would just be staring at the 7 Eleven and McDonald's. Watching thinking, it burn. Yeah. Because, yeah. I'm trying to get over there and get food myself. Not that we're in a, a more, a better situation, but. Actually, you're targeted for nuclear attacks, too. Yep. So are we. We're going to go out So is Northern Kentucky. Everywhere is. Yeah. And me, me being Nellis right here, that's a major. Air Force training base. That's a, and then you've got Area 51, you know, and the, as we refer to as Creech, that's where all the drones are flying out of. And not to mention, we live on a big ass peninsula. So if, you know, if for some reason, not that it would ever happen, but if you had a, a coalition of assholes wanting to do an amphibious landing somewhere, uh, there's coming in from Cuba <laughs> or Mexico or Venezuela or any of those southern communist slash socialist countries down you south. Get all maybe, them Florida graders and crackers together yeah, it's behind like, every blade of palm. It's like, okay, they landed in Key West. It's time to burn the Cape Coral Bridge, <laughs> Bridge and make them go around. <laughs> you know, they ain't going to pay that toll. Slow them down in the Caloosahatchee and the fucking uh, Peace River. Yeah, maybe they'll get hung up in the red tide. Yeah. Wow, this water stinks. <laughs> get stuck in the mangroves. Where is that? I can't find Gore's new intro. Oh, yeah, here it is. And now from the What's in Your Head podcast news desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Gordon Abernathy. So we got a Florida centric episode. Wait a minute, Gordon, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Somebody had to do it. <laughs> he thought he was going to let it go off in the sunset. I never quite understood that. <laughs> how are you doing tonight? I think we've established this at the top of the show. But now, not so well. <laughs> Fort Myers, Florida. Fort Myers. I live Coming here. in from, I believe it is... Wink News. That's it, baby. W-I-N-K. Matt Divot. What constitutes the perfect dessert? I would say Dutch apple pie straight out of the refrigerator. Is it me or is is apple pie better cold than warm? Are you a warm pie guy or a cold pie guy? I am a warm pie guy with cold vanilla ice cream. No, I like when it's fresh out of the refrigerator because the apple and the slime Talking and everything is just there. It doesn't mm-hmm. escape. <laughs> it doesn't run for the but hill. But there's something about the heat that makes the flavor pop more. Anyway. Anywho. Is it the- I'll eat it either way. 
Cotton candy don't around. get wet until it's in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> is it things about their childhood? What what could it be? You know, I guess strawberry shortcake is technically the official dessert of Florida. Say what? Well, that makes sense. We do have a lot of strawberry farms out here. But there's no denying that the true king of the sweet life or salt life in Florida wink, boom, wink, boom. is key lime pie. What? I've never had a key lime pie in all my years. It's but an acquired taste. If you get that. Myself, I like a good lemon meringue. If you get that reference, you're welcome. Nah, I got it. There's a long contested history regarding the citrus-inspired treat. Ship salvagers and Key West cooks all lay claim to the original recipe containing the filling of condensed milk, some egg yolks, key limes, of course, baked into a graham cracker crust until it's, you know, set perfectly. Whether you prefer meringue or whipped cream topping, it is obvious that the key lime pie is a staple of a Florida menu. When I was in Naples, Nepal, if you will. restaurants, key lime pie was on everybody's menu. Never looked. But that's why one brilliant Fort Myers man went out of his way to obtain his favorite post-dinner treat for his mother's birthday. Did he steal it from Perkins? Y'all still have Perkins? Oh, yeah, we still have Perkins. Mm. Fuck yeah. You have to drive <laughs> all the way down to Bullhead City here. He took the custard creation and secured it in his refrigerator. I don't know how well he secured it. Moist. Which uh, would stay there until the big day of her birthday. Oh, that's nice. That's a good boy. He even warned another person in the resident, one David Paulson. Hey, David, don't touch that fucking key lime pie. That's my ma's. His name is David Paulson. Yes. His name is Robert Paulson. Paulson. P-O-W-E-L-S-O-N. Paulson. That's man tits. His name is Robert yep. Paulson. No, bitch tits. Bitch, bitch tits. tits. His name is Robert Paulson. To please leave his mother's present unsullied in the icebox. Is he saying don't Number fondle one, my mom's pie? They still have iceboxes in Florida? But Paulson was... I don't think the guy knew how to spell refrigerator. <laughs> a freezer, yeah, a refrigerator. You know how many good I, tweets I I've had to was, not well, do because I can't spell. It was like a gravitational force Key that drew pie. him to the remnant, drew the dessert remnants of a cartoon character who is losing control over this pie waiting. The Doesn't little, want to exaggerate this the story. little fumes with the twink, twink, twink. I was going to say, did he float over the air with the fucking? <laughs> yes, like Fred Flintstone or or what? The little, the little, uh, yeah. Hey man, Billy, Billy, Billy. Hey, Mayan, 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 Mayan. So, on February the 15th, at around 5 p.m., the man slipped into a daze in his recliner when something caught his eye. I bet he smoked a big fatty. Paulson wasn't just eating his prized possession, but was making sure that there was no crumb left behind. So, it sounds like Paulson went, upscounded with the pie, and made sure there was no evidence left. This is when the Fort Myers man in question asked, why didn't you save me at least one piece? So at my house. As the man's blood began to boil over the disrespect shown for his key lime pie, he confronted David and the two became embroiled in a war of words over this 
this nice dessert. In his attempt to de-escalate things, Paulson tried to cool off his heated opponent by dumping two glasses of water all over the pilot's victim. Peter's cool off. We're going to give you the cold water challenge. In death, a member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name is Robert Paulson. 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 Comes our copyright strike. Is Robert Paulson. Come on, guys. His name. Stop it. Twenty-four seconds. We should be good. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you, Mike, when that movie came out? I was only three and a half years old. In nineteen ninety-nine. So I was seven. So you didn't get to see it in the early 20s in the theater? No, no I, I didn't get to see it in the theater, but I did see it on uh, when it came out, I think. What was it? Uh, what was it back in the day when, it, when, a, when a movie would come out? Straight to video? Straight or, to video, yeah. Well, not straight to video, but it would go to Blockbuster, DVD. Yeah. One of my favorite songs I like to jam was one of from uh, one of my favorite bands in the '90s, the Pixies. At the, the end, Pixies. Where is my head? Where is my yes. mind? Mind, mind. Excuse me. So you missed out on watching Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels in your early twenties. Snatch. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Snatch. Basically, Snatch is good. the late '90s Guy Ritchie movies were fantastic, which he's finally coming out with a new one. Have you not seen Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels or Snatch? Uh, Don, you're going to have to have a... Uh, if you can't find them streaming, let me know. I have them on DVD. If you, you can put them in your Xbox and watch them. Uh, Fantastic fucking movies. Smoking Aces. Watch, and I would suggest watching them in order because they're kind of almost in a Quentin Tarantino way. They're not related, but they kind of take place in the same area amongst the same group of you know, ne'er-do-wells. And so I'd watch Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels first, and then watch Snatch. So you didn't get to see Pulp Fiction in a theater? No. Nope. It wasn't old enough. I mean, I've seen Reservoir Dogs. That's a good one. It is a good one. I love that movie. Jackie Brown? One, two, and three. No, you're thinking of Uh, Kill Kill Bill. Bill. Kill Bill. Seen that. Hmm. Can I add a new story Search to your for Animal Chin? Huh? Search, Search for, for Animal Chin? Nope. They rebuilt that ramp, by the way. Yes, they did. That's an old Pal Peralta movie with Tony Hawk. Steve Caballero. Mike McGill. Lance Mountain. Steve Caballero. Back in the day. I'm going to jump in on your news. Yep. We've all seen that giant statue of what appears to be a metallic balloon animal dog. I think it's in mm-hmm. Chicago, one of those cities. The Bean? No, not it's the bean. This though, this one actually looks like a balloon animal dog. Okay, it's a big one, which is based off some smaller ones by an artist named Jeff Coons. A visitor breaks You're such a racist. Visitor breaks iconic balloon dog sculpture in Miami. You shoot it with a four hundred thousand dollar rocket. At first, you're thinking, is this another one of these fucking protesters that are throwing shit on shit and this and that and the other thing? That sort of thing doesn't happen in Florida. That's all over, you know, Switzerland and Europe and the Porsche Museum. Please don't touch the artwork. 
Now and then we're reminded as to why these signs are all over the installation and the museum. Art lovers in Miami looked in horror Thursday night when a collector accidentally knocked off a $42,000 sculpture by U.S. pop artist Jeff Koons to the ground. This rich old bag walked up to the display and went tap, 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 in which the probably one foot by two foot sculpture of what looks like a balloon animal dog slid and shattered all over the ground. She had tapped it with her finger, witnesses, who a witness of the event said. The statue, one of Kuhn's most iconic dog balloons, smashed into tiny shards and had to be swept into the dustpans by gallery staff. The accident happened during an exclusive VIP-only opening night at the Art Wynwood, a contemporary art fair held annually in Miami, Florida. Nice job, Miami. Local artist Stephen Gamson told the Miami Herald he was admiring the sculpture when the quote, on the, quote, old lady tapped it, knocking it off the pedestal. As Gordon implied, at first he was wondering if it was part of some performance art piece, kind of thinking like Bansky, anyone? But quickly realized it had been an accident. Well, when a thing fell to the ground, it was like uh-uh. how a car accident dra- draws a huge crowd in the highway, Mr. Gamson told the paper. Luckily for the woman, the piece was covered by insurance. Um, some French joint that I can't pronounce. An art advisor, oh, with, oh, oh, an art advisor with Bel Air Fine Art Galleries, which represents the sculpture, said, quote, It was an event. Mr. Clouch told the Miami Herald, everybody came to see what happened. She added that the woman who caused the damage, who has remained unnamed for good reason, was an art collector. Quote, life just stopped for 15 minutes with everyone around. Who, um, he added that the colleague spoke to the woman who said she was very, very, very sorry and just wanted to disappear. The sculpture was part of a limited edition which has now shrunk from 799 pieces to 798. Thanks, Miami. That's a good thing about my collect- collection, Mr. Boito told the Times laughing. Despite being shattered into a thousand pieces, there is still interest in buying the destroyed sculpture. So they'll just put it in a baggie with a Ziploc on it, slap a fucking $35,000 price tag on it, and sell the damn thing. His range of balloon dog sculptures are among the most iconic works of contemporary art and have been sold for tens of millions of dollars. Some are enormous, as high as 10 feet, but it's still ill-fated. I'm sorry, but this still ill-fated one was just a puppy at 16 inches. Yeah, so there's one that's like at some city park. It's like 10 feet tall. And so, yeah, you can't have nothing nice. You would think that somebody who made it to a certain point in their life, whether it was through their own up-and-comings or their spouses who would find themselves at a extended age at a VIP invite only on grand opening night of an art museum would be old enough to fucking know better. Don't <laughs> touch the $42,000 12-inch statue. <laughs> well, we are in the ADHD news hour, so I wanted to kind of catch you up on what happened to Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. David Paulson. With everything that happened and the glasses of water being dumped over the victim, whose pie he ate, mm-hmm. the county sheriff's office was called. Yeah, they were. And what would the sheriff say? 
Oh no, just put a camera in front of me, won't stop talking. Hmm. Where the victim and Paulson each explained their side of the story, according to the rest report. Uh oh, somebody was arrested. For pouring water in somebody? Following a brief investigation, Paulson was arrested and charged with battery on a person 65 years and older. Was it hot water? So, lesson B, no, because it was to cool off. He dumped two large glasses of water over the pilot's victim. So, let this be a lesson in Florida. If you're to dump water, <laughs> let it not be over somebody somebody over 65 years of age. This was not a first incident with this gentleman. Because I don't care, even at 65, you're not going to call the police if someone dumps some water on you. That water would just happen to be the straw that broke that particular fucking inflated dog balloon's back. The fact that the police actually saw enough to take, but I'm sure the cops have been to this place many a times before to be willing to arrest somebody and bring them up on charges on assault for pouring water on somebody. This was a, hey, let's get this fucker out of here for a few hours so you guys have time to cool off. Yeah. Next Florida story. Don't touch my pie. Eighty-five-year-old woman, Florida woman, was killed Monday when an alligator attacked her as she was walking her dog. Stay away from the fucking lakes, dumbasses. This is in Saint Lucia. How close is that? Saint Lucie. Yep. It's on um, Port Saint Lucie or just Saint Lucie. Community in Saint Lucie. Saint Lucie's on the other coast. Okay. Well, the woman was walking her pet by, as Don said, a pond. In a retirement community in St. Lucie, when a 10-foot alligator jumped out and grabbed her. It's a gated community. How'd the alligators get in? Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission responded to the scene at Picante Circle in the Spanish Lakes Fairway community after witnesses called 911, a news report from Fox Tampa said. The woman's body was recovered, and a nuisance gator trapper, I think he's a little more than a nuisance, was called, I think he's a murderer, called to capture the alligator. Those guys have skill. I've seen videos. And, and of a like, lot of electrical tape, apparently. Well, they snagged, they, they fucking <laughs> snagged these things with a trouble Don't hook. use plumber's tape on that, do they? They're like, just look around and say, I think it's over there. And they just saw a big fucking trouble hook on a paracord, and they just snagged a fucking thing and bring it in. It's insane how quickly they'll bring these things in. It was nothing more than a paracord and a trouble hook. Because this is the ADHD news. When a plumber gets cut in the field, what do they put on it? That's a question I have. What would you use, Mike? What is the best Band-Aid in construction? Duct tape. Electrical tape. Black, yep, electrical tape because it doesn't but stick to the skin. But if you're bougie, you'll put a little bit of paper towel and or toilet paper so that that black sticky residue doesn't get in your open wound. That is correct. And it will stay on all day long. But if you're, you got one of those high fluting jobs, uh, super glue works even better. I remember when I was a young cub uh, apprentice. But it burns. And I was Be a working man, pussy. When I was working with a plumber who was very religious. He owned the company. I said, you know what the difference between me and you are? So what's that? I say, I handle the power of God. <laughs> he did not like that. No. Well, Gordon, what do you mean? It's because electric, electric signals are everywhere and everything, including inside of us. But I was a little cocky back then. But at the end of the day, the only difference is pipe and wire versus pipe and water. 
<laughs> and uh, the theory behind how water works and electric works is very, very close. But um, that being said, this is this is going to be shocking because apparently it was shocking to all the news people out there, at least in the AP. Study shows striking number who believes that the news misinforms. What? No. I Only know. people who misinform are people on the internet with YouTube channels and podcasts. Week, but, but I didn't. New York, AP News. Half of Americans in a recent survey indicated that they believe national news organizations intend to mislead, misinform, or persuade the public to adopt a particular point of view through their reporting. No. You're the trying to say that they think journalism is dead? Was released on some Wednesday this month by Gallup and the Knight Foundation, two big coal companies goes beyond others that have shown a low level of trust in the media to a startling point where many believe that there is intent to deceive. <gasps> Ask whether they agree with the statement and national news organizations do not intend to mislead. 50% said they disagree. You mean the 85% of... agreed according to the study. You mean like 90% of TV revenue comes from pharmaceutical companies and all the TV-based news is all about pharmaceuticals? Wear your mask. Mm. This is brought to you by Pfizer. Yep. Get the jab because we care. This. Yes. Similarly, 52% disagreed with a statement that dissenters, disseminators of national news cared about the best interest <laughs> of their readers, viewers, and listeners. Tell me it never worked in media. What's amazing is this is still close to a 50-50 split. Yeah. Uh, according to the study. Do you ever sit back and like have a hard time understanding how there could possibly be so many dumb people in the world? Yeah, I just walk around in the world. It's like, how are people buying into been to Walmart? And then like you can't wrap your mind to the fact that certain people just can't see like the truth in certain things? (laughs) Okay, sure. To sound like Adam, not to sound like Adam Carolla, I thought adults were smart when I was a kid until I became an adult. Yeah. Maybe they were smarter back then, though. It said that 23% of respondents believed journalists were acting in the public's best interest. 23%. And 15% of those were journalist parents. Those are probably people who watch news on MSNBC and Fox and say the news doesn't even agree with itself. It can't, can't make up its mind. Um, that was pretty striking for us, said Sarah Ferroni, a consultant for Gallup. Really? Are you not paying attention? The findings showed the depth of distrust and bad feelings that go beyond the foundations and processes of journalism, according to her. Journalists need to go beyond emphasizing transparency and accuracy to show the impact of their reporting on the public, according to the the study. That's all advertising. Americans don't seem to think the national news organizations care about the overall impact of their reporting on society, says John Sands, Knight's editor, a senior director for media and democracy. Now, one small consolation in both cases, and I fall into this, American had Americans have more trust for local news. You better. You got to pay $20 for the fucking right to watch them. <laughs> the ability of people to instantly learn from news from a device that they hold in their hand and the rapid pace that news cycles and increased numbers of news sources would indicate that more Americans are on top of news today. <laughs> Than ever before. Instead, Is that what you call it? Having a device in your hand? Right. 
Instead, the information overload appears to have an opposite effect. The the survey said 61% of Americans believe these factors make it harder to stay informed, while 37% says it's easier. My my agreement with the harder to make informed is what's true. What I want, and I've I've, I've last couple of weekends, I'll go through the news because the shit's going on, and I'll turn on various national news networks, and it's always a fucking um, editorial. Yep. Or an opinion piece. I want a news station that just gives me the facts, ma'am. Just like Sergeant Friday said. Yep. Just the facts, ma'am. Give me the facts. All I want to do is know what happened. I don't want any input on how it affected people. I just want to know what happened. Period. Train blew up in Ohio after derailment. That's all I need. If I want to look further into the story, I could go down the rabbit holes. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Um, people are not trusting the news. Nope. And I do uh, have one more story out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Sure. From the AP also. The sight of a massive hammerhead shark was a rare treat for 32 travelers on their tour boat in the Bahamas this week. But then something stranger still. A dog dove from a nearby dock to confront the monstrous sea creature. Eat a two-week-old, non-refrigerated pie. Dumb ways to die. Right? Tourists aboard a four-hour excursion, not three, uh, can be heard shouting and pleading with the dog to turn back in a video circulating on social media. Oh, my God. Get out, baby. Stop it. Going after it. The dog ignored them. It had to have been a pit bull. The dog ignored them and paddled after the 12-foot shark, which thrashed as the two animals circled each other in the transparent turquoise water near a private island in the southern Bahamas. The shark swam away slowly, much to the delight of and surprise of the crowd. I don't think the shark was going to mess with him, exclaimed one man. The shark had emerged from under the boat during the tour on Wednesday in the southern Bahamas, organized by Exuma Water Sports, the company reservationist. Manager Rebecca Lightburn told the Associated Press on Friday that the black and tan dog always runs away, or runs along the shore to greet the boat when it passes the island. But this is the first time she's seen it dive in. I guess it's time the dog decided it wanted to protect our house or play with a really big fish in the water. So he went after it. Needless to say, the shark swam away from the pier. The medium sized dog scrambled back onto the rocks and lopped away, loped away. Earning the applause from the tourist, the boat then headed to the popular area where the tourists jump into the water with renowned Bohemian swimming pigs. Tell you what, we went to the Bahamas. My wife came back with a staph infection because they dumped the sewage in the water. Yeah, that happens. Especially when you swim Sandals with pigs. That's it. That's all we got for news. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. We want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support. And if you like, please head over to d-410.com or whatsinyourhead.com and click on the Patreon link, sign up and subscribe. It'll cost you a dollar a month and it'll go a long way to support what we do over here at the network. And while you're there, click on uh, one of the links that'll take you to our YouTube channel. You can search for Digital 410, you can search for What's In Your Head or any of the other things we do over here and like and subscribe and watch us on the video. Speaking of video, this will be the last week that we're going to broadcast directly to Facebook. From this really? point out, we are going to just broadcast directly to YouTube and then share the YouTube link to Facebook so you can still get notified that we're here. Uh, we're just trying to consolidate our video stream into one area. It just makes it easier to track numbers and all of that good stuff. And so, and we've, we have seen side by side that for whatever reason, through bandwidth throttling, the feed on YouTube is far superior than that that shows up on YouTube, on Facebook. Yeah. 
I can't even watch Facebook. It just yeah. So we're, we'll uh, post the and we've been doing that with what's the scuttle about the whole time for whatever reason our our system would only let me stream to this this channel. So we've been doing that what's the scuttle about. So we're just gonna move that over here. And so next week you will see the link on Facebook, but it'll just take you over to YouTube and everybody can communicate and hang out in the same location. Thank you guys so much for myself, Gordon, and Mike. We will talk to you all next week. I said next week. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>